Hello and welcome to Macpreneur, the show that explores how entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schroes and here we go for episode 19. So, in today's show, I'll talk about security considerations for Macpreneurs. The topic is somewhat related to last week's show that explored the reasons why upgrading the operating system right away after a new release might not be such a good idea. If you have not yet listened to it, uh, visit macpreneur.com forward slash episode 18 or open your podcatcher of choice and just click download. While you're at it, please subscribe so that you can join the Macpreneur tribe and automatically get new episodes on your device. Another motivation for exploring the security topic is the fact that on May 25th of this year, 2018, the General Data Protection Regulation, or also known as the GDPR, has come into force and should be taken seriously by entrepreneurs and business owners, even those not based in the EU. This is where I need to put a a disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer or a certified data protection specialist, so please consult a professional to fully understand the impact of GDPR on your specific business. My, my goal with this episode is to share what I understand about GDPR and more importantly share universal security best practices, whether or not your business needs to comply with GDPR. Now, if you're not familiar with GDPR, uh, let's take a step back and look at which businesses are impacted by it. So first, every business established in the European Union. And second, every business that offers goods or services to data subjects in the European Union. In both cases, whether or not money is exchanged and whether or not the data subjects are European citizens. So, as a business established in Luxembourg, EasyTech has to comply with GDPR, no matter where my customers and prospects are located. Now, if I take the example of US-based businesses, they need to comply with GDPR when dealing with data subjects located in the European Union. Now, some companies use the IP address to segregate EU from non-EU visitors to their website. The problem with that approach is that you can't really know the true location of your visitor because they could be using a VPN or virtual private network which obfuscates their real uh, IP address and displays the address of a server that is located in the US. So that visitor would appear to be in the US while in fact She's living in the EU, surfing the web from the EU. So in reality, it's very hard for any business anywhere in the world not to be impacted by GDPR somehow. And GDPR is a wide topic. As a matter of fact, there are 99 different articles in the official text split into 11 chapters. Now to simplify the way, the way I see it, the way I see GDPR is it's a three-legged stool. The first leg is legal. So it's touching the contracts, 
the privacy policies and, and other uh, things like that. The second leg is organizational. And so it's linked to the way we define processes in our business, that we everything that needs to be put in place at the organizational level. And the last leg is technical. And it's all about the tools necessary to comply or, or to become as compliant as possible. Now, this episode will focus on just a sub-portion of the technical aspects of GDPR, so the security part of GDPR. And one article in particular, it's called Article 32, entitled Security of Processing. So in a nutshell, the article reiterates the basic tenets of security. First, we should encrypt or anonymize the personal data we hold as much as possible. Second, it specifies the purpose of the security. So there are three goals for having security. The first goal is the confidentiality of the data that we hold. The second is the integrity of the data, which means making sure that it is not altered in any way, shape or form. And the last purpose is availability of the data or the systems in general, even the hardware. So there's a third point in Article 32, is that we should be able to resume operations as quickly as possible, which is where backups of both data and hardware is, is important. And fourth, we should regularly check whether or not the measure, the security measures that we have put in place are actually effective. Now, it's important to understand that Article 32 clearly specifies that even if we're using third-party services, we as the business owner or the entrepreneur, we are responsible for the security or the lack of it. So, in other words, it's important to carefully choose the hardware manufacturer as well as the software vendors and the online services that we will use for our business. Now, the security perimeter that we're talking about is, is not only on the software side. So, it's hardware, so including the router that we are using in our offices, the USB keys that we may be using to put data on it. It's software and online services, obviously. But then it's also the premises and all the analog files that we may have. So the paper copies of anything, um, so written notes. So all this is covered by Article 32 of GDPR. Not only our iPhone, iPad or Macs. Now let's switch gear and talk a little bit about the risks that we are facing uh, when we're talking about uh, security. So the first risk is an unauthorized access either to our premises or to our devices. The second is having our user account hacked. So it's, it's more of a remote attack in this case. And the third risk is to have a 
malware infection. So having a virus or something like that, that infects our device and would uh, leak data. Then there are three kinds of consequences of getting hacked. The first one, and it's the one that uh, GDPR is really trying to, to work on, it's actually the data breach. So really having personal information uh, leaking and, and getting out uh, in the public. The second is impersonation. So having somebody using your online accounts or your social media accounts, your email to actually uh, act on the web as if it was you. And the third category of potential consequence are uh, fraudulent purchases. So really using your credit card information or even having access to your Amazon account in order to buy products or services using your information. The, the worst case scenario, obviously, is having access to uh, your e-banking uh, information and that would be then uh, doing a, tra a transfer of uh, money from uh, your account to uh, an offshore account. Now, this is what I call the first level consequence. There are deeper consequences, that are much deeper than that. So everything that we talked about will be a, a loss of time for you as an entrepreneur because, let's say, even if you have done a backup, you will need time to restore from the backup. And you could also be ordered by the data protection agencies in your country to actually stop any processing, any personal uh, information processing. Meaning that even if you're capable of running your business, you may be prevented from doing so. So this is, uh, this is important to, to realize because in some cases, it means that your business is, is completely shut down. Now, in addition to losing time, there obviously loss of data and so on one hand it could be uh, getting data confidential data out in the public domain or in the wrong hands but it could be also information about your business model and so something that could be very valuable for your competitors. Now, the third kind of much deeper consequence is a loss of money. So if you're not capable of serving customers, obviously you cannot get revenue. So there's a lot of money that you could be losing, not being able to, to operate. In addition to that, you may be charged with uh, administrative fines. And finally, this is more secondary kind of loss of money. It's a reputation damage. If you lose the trust of the public or your customers or your prospects, it's much more difficult to, to make money in the future. So how do you protect yourself and uh, your business? 
Well, I will not go into details in this episode. Actually, during the next two episodes, I will go through the security checklists that I have developed to help businesses comply with Article 32 of GDPR. So this will be more in-depth kind of um, episode. For now, I will just cover the fundamentals. First, data should be encrypted, whether it is on our devices, in the cloud, or on a USB key. Now, for iPhone and iPad, it's pretty easy. As soon as you put a code, a passcode on your device, it will be encrypted automatically. For the Mac, you need to actually activate a file vault which will uh, encrypt the content of the hard drive. Now for USB keys, it's possible to use disk utility to create a disk image that is encrypted. So basically on the stick, there will be like a virtual drive that will be fully encrypted. Fundamental number two is all about access protection. So in the digital world, we're talking about strong passwords coupled whenever possible with two-factor authentication. And in the physical world, we talk about having a safe, having locks and making sure that the paper or the analog version of the data is protected. Now the third habit that we have to develop is to keep our devices and applications updated with a caveat that uh, I mentioned in the previous episode that sometimes it's better to wait a little bit and not upgrade right away because of the potential for bugs and security vulnerabilities. The last point that I want to make is all about having backups and for that I recommend the 3 to 1 technique so having at least three copies of all the data on two different mediums so meaning it could be a hard drive versus a USB key which would be a flash storage or a DVD or a Blu-ray disc so having different medium and one off-site backup. So the off-site backup could be a hard drive in a safe at the bank or in a safe at your house, but it could also be in the cloud. That would be an off-site backup. So to recap, four things to keep in mind. Encryption, access protection, automatic updates, and regular backups. So I hope this solo show has been valuable to you somehow. Now I'm curious to know what you think about this shorter format. So please let me know by sending me an email at damien, D-A-M-I-E-N, at macpreneur.com. As I briefly mentioned, next week I will go through my security checklist for Apple computers. And the week after, it will be all about iPhones and iPad. So that's it for today. And until next time, I'm Damien Schroes. 
wishing you a great day.